This is Will and MJ on Triple M. Are we live? You took the words right out of my mouth. They're awake and they're on fire. MJ, good yep. evening. Hello there, Will. A wonderful day in Melbourne, of course. Oh, you've been at the Pran Pool all day. I have, and once again, I think that's going to become a routine. I just uh, had the towel out and on the grass and just... You're looking nice and very, tan. very bronze. Well, I didn't get out in the sunshine today because I've been researching. Yep. I've been putting a lot, a lot of work into tonight's show. You've been in the den. Because we've only got a certain amount of time, Will. Yes. And tonight's one of those nights where we could do a four-hour show. <laughs> There's that much, there is that much content around. But so, I, so I've had to sort of filter through it, and I've got it down to a nice, tight one hour. Like one of those special news events where it's just rolling coverage throughout the night. That's what we could You're do. saying that's what we could do on this... Absolutely. Fart story. The, the, when they said that footy season's over, they said, how are you going to do a show? Yeah. And we just said, just relax. Well, something will happen. Well, something has happened. And Guess it's what? happened in the UK. Now, I don't want to say too much. I'm going to go through it properly next. Yep. But there's a controversy has arisen from a darts tournament in the UK. I We've, said before, it's fart related. It is fart related. <laughs> Correct. Correct. But we've got it's press conferences. I've got some articles from The Guardian, from the BBC, from ABC here in Australia. Yeah. Every news organisation's covering it. And we're going to knuckle down and get right to the facts about what unfolded in this darts tournament. Well, coming up next with Will and MJ. And plenty more coming up as well, including some exclusive grabs from the Howie games. Anthony Mundine's had a fair bit to say during the week, Will. I'm excited, mate. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. This is Will and MJ on Triple M. And MJ, I don't know a whole lot of details about this Darts farts story. Well, that is good because I do. Yep. I've read every article that there is about this just so I can get to the bottom of what actually happened. Yep. Uh, and what unfolded, who's to blame. But I'll start with an article from The Guardian. Okay. Who say that the world of professional darts has been rocked by two players accusing each other of repeatedly breaking wind during a match. So they were both doing it. Well, okay. So that's what we've got start, to find start out. from the top. Read the article. Gary Anderson of Scotland. Yep. And Dutchman Wesley Harms, they've blamed each other following the match for, for rotten farts. I love that one's Scottish. During the clash at the Grand Slam of darts. Now, the Scottish bloke, he's a world champion, Will. Oh, I'm sure he, he is. He's not a run-of-your-mill darts player. No. He is one of the best in the world. Uh, and he won this match. Yep. But in a post-match interview, Harms, the Dutchman, he says that his poor form was due to Anderson <laughs> breaking wind on stage. Now, you try and tell me that wouldn't affect you. Well, he said it. it Definitely would. He, he he says he left a fragrance fragrant smell. A fragrant smell. And I know that you would have seen darts before and you would have seen many professional dartsmen yeah. Yeah. <laughs> trying their craft. Yeah. They are usually big units. They're massive. They would they would be able to produce some really rotten rotten gear, I reckon. In terms of unfit athletes, <laughs> yeah, d- darts players, they really push the definition of athlete. They do. To, to the absolute limit. <laughs> to the nth degree. Because I think some of them do perform better after a couple of pints of beer. Like, well, apparently... It just straightens the hand out Who's uh, Phil the Power Taylor. Yes. Because my boss in here, Matt mm. Bellotti, he's yeah. British, mm. and he follows darts like very closely, and he said that, I think he went on like a weight loss regime or something, Phil Taylor. Yeah. And his darts went to shit. He just, he, oh. he lost his center of gravity. <laughs> so, I think it's a genuine thing. So he's been sponsored by Light and Easy to drop a few <laughs> yeah. kilos. It's thrown his whole game off. Then he got sponsored by Krispy Kreme. Like, ti- <laughs> <laughs> like Tiger Woods changing his swing. Exactly. He's dropped 20 kilos and he got his center of gravity. Got I think there's something off. behind that. Well, you can imagine if it is that sensitive a sport yeah. that you need everything to be lining up, imagine... If your opponent just keeps farting the whole oh, time. Oh, yeah. Like, you need the, the perfect mm. routine. And if someone, 
one little variable can throw you off. Can throw you off. Well, apparently. So, um, Harms has gone onto a Dutch TV station, RTL7L it's called, and he says it's going to take him two nights to lose the smell from his nostrils. (laughs) Now, come on. So, he's pointing the finger. He's pointing the finger well and truly (laughs) at Anderson. He's not happy. You're allowed to complain, but to say that a smell hasn't gone away in two days. (laughs) So, British reporters, they they caught wind or they they, they realized what was happening and they've had to then put the questions to Anderson to say, look, your opponent's saying that you kept letting him rip on stage. Yeah. It's distracted him and it's the reason he's lost. He's bad-mouthing. And that's how this post-match interview went. Just spoke to Wesley. Um, besides that, he said you were a class player and, and you let him alive in the first session. He said that <laughs> it was smelly on the stage. I thought he had shit. You, sorry? I thought Wesley had farted on stage. Yeah. Did he? No. He, he, well, I think he thinks you did it. You can put your finger up there, so there'll be no smell there. I thought he had shit, and I went, that's dirty. It was bad. It was bad? It was bad. There was a stink. I thought it was him. And he started playing better. I went, must have needed to get some wind out. And he thought it was you? Oh, no. Hands up. Swear on my kid's life. So help me God. Nothing crossed. But it was smelly anyway? It was smelly. Usually if I fart on stage, I shit myself. And you know that, because I've told you in a documentary. Ain't scared to... If if I'd farted, it smelled like that. I'd put my hands up and go... Oh, sorry, I need to get So who was it then? Well, don't tell me. You've got enough three boys up there. So, no, it definitely came from, it was table side. And it was, it was eggs, rotten eggs. <laughs> Not from you? Not from me, no. No. Okay, thank you. And every time we walked past, it was a waft of rotten eggs. So that's why I was thinking it was some. Thank you. <laughs> the detail is extraordinary. So the reporter ran out of questions. Yeah. Well, that's a true professional. So he admits yeah. it's, it's stunk up there, but he still managed yeah. to knuckle down. And and not only did he deny it, yeah. all in the one interview, he's described exactly what it smelled like. Yeah. And I think he might have pointed the finger away from his opponent and to the bloke in the front row. Or even the guy who's up there doing the score, the 180. That guy, <laughs> he's up on stage as well. So and, and <laughs> until someone puts their hand up to admit it, the people people keep getting implicated with Yeah, I have been around people who have denied doing a fart before, mm. and his defense sounded very similar to everyone I've heard. <laughs> swear to God, I, swear to God, God I, would, I would admit it was me. <laughs> I'd be proud of it. Yeah. <laughs> Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. And Will. Yeah. What's this? This is my... Um, <laughs> My world exclusive music. Jeez, it was long. Doesn't happen often, but no, I've bought an exclusive to the table. Nor should it. Mm. Okay, yeah. Is this gonna? So you're gonna keep doing this for the remainder? Okay, we're done. I just wanted to make sure it just drills into the fact that I'm bringing a world exclusive to the table. People like to throw around world exclusive a lot, even if it's something that the rest of the world would have no interest in. Tom Brown, I think, (laughs) does it a fair bit. Like, we've got the world-exclusive interview with Carrie-Anne Kennelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't she think, works for you. <laughs> I don't think the US are going to come. Yeah, that's right. People in New Zealand don't even care yeah. about Carrie-Anne. Okay, what's your world-exclusive? Well, this week... I'm An- going to guess it's hyper-local. <laughs> this week, Anthony Mundine... Yeah, there we go. ...is uh, going to be on the Howie Games podcast. Yes. Which I produce. You, of course, have a big hand in. I do. Help put it together for Howie. Yeah. How he does all the talking. <laughs> and all the work. <laughs> all the heavy lifting, pretty much. 
I'm there for moral support. Yeah, most of the time. So he interviewed Mundine on Thursday. Yes. Thanks to Foxtel, I think it was. They helped arrange it ahead of his fight with Jeff Horn, which is happening in a few weeks up in Brisbane. Yep. It'll be a big fight, actually. When is that again? Sorry. Uh, towards the end of this month. Okay. Whatever that Saturday is. So, um, yeah, Jeff Horn taking on Mundine in Brisbane. I'll, I'll be watching. It'll be good. I'll, I'll be interested. I think Horn has already admitted that it's a bit of a cash grab. He's, he's said something along the lines of, I want to set up my family. That's why I'm... Yeah, and well, he lost the belt over to ter- uh, to Terence Crawford, so he's yeah. not a world champion anymore. But anyway, that's beside anyway. the point. <laughs> At various stay in LA, that's <laughs> stay in LA. The goal of the show. Yeah. So across the journey, Mundine has been a world champ a few times. Yep. Um, in different divisions and all that kind of thing. Handy boxer. Handy boxer, and of course, before he boxed, he played NRL. Yes. Now, how he asked him towards the end of the chat, which comes out on Thursday on iTunes or Podcast One, where Mundine sees himself in the rankings of the best Australian sports people of all time. Well, he's said before that he's the greatest. And, like, he doesn't... He's not joking. Well, is he or not? And when you're done and people look back and say Anthony Mundine was A, what do you want him to say? I just want him to say anyone was someone that was real. Someone that was real and it's a freak of athlete. One, never before, never again. That's it. Where do you think you sit in... Australian sports people. I'm the best ever. Across the board. Across the board. There's no other like me. Righto. Period. I like that. <laughs> I said I like Showtime. But that's what you think. You're not just saying that to me because it'll get out there. And well, 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 name me one. Name me one that's better. Um, Maybe 50. Bradman. <laughs> Bradman's, but Bradman's one of the best... Um, Cricketers of all time, like he's he's definitely he's in that category. But I'm I'm talking we're talking sportsmen. So if Bradman if Bradman wants to go and win a couple of world titles in Boston, they didn't be the best. You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. So he says he's better than Bradman until Bradman pulls the gloves on. Until Bradman pulls it, which I think is probably a bit too late for Don. I don't think he's gonna <laughs> step able into to, the ring. He won't be able to save his reputation. So on that criteria, I can't really argue with No. If the criteria is you have to have boxed, then it's very limiting. Even Muhammad Ali didn't play rugby league. No. (laughs) I mean, and Shane Mumford didn't get a world championship, so that rules him out. But who do we include? Is is Israel Folau suddenly, is he in the conversation? Ben Graham punting in the NFL? Well, is it two sports the criteria, or is it specifically boxing the criteria? I think the criteria is how do we make Anthony Mundine the best? <laughs> That's right. Like, Shane Warne was a great spin bowler, <laughs> but he didn't step into the octagon. No, he didn't. What a coward. Will and MJ, 105.1 Triple M. And Will, we've just been talking off air. Yes. About Anthony Mundine and his claim to be the best sportsman of all time. Yep. Under the very specific criteria that of... You have to have played two sports, and one of them has to have been boxing. Yes. It it might even just be boxing and rugby league. And in Anthony Mundine's uh, defence, that does make him the best Australian sportsman ever. If if you fit things to that specific criteria. If that's the category. (laughs) Don Bradman was just, he just knocked a ball around. Because he (laughs) only played the one sport. Exactly. (laughs) Untalented hack. We do need to (laughs) chat to Anthony. Do we? Just to get the, the specific, like... I'll pass, but personally... Right, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll you do have it. a chat to I just want to get to the bottom of where this criteria came from. I could, Yeah, I could spend 20 minutes with him talking about it. 
because if it was maybe Ash, like I would argue I could name 50 athletes off the top of my head that were better at one sport than he was at one. Okay. Australian specifically? <laughs> Australians. I think you're probably right there. I would argue that Sam Mitchell was a better footballer than Anthony Mundine was, was a boxer, boxer or rugby league player. <laughs> and Sam Mitchell wouldn't be on anyone's top and, 50. And he was just a, a, a good player, I thought, yeah. off at the top of my head. He barely cracked Mike Sheehan's top 50, <laughs> let alone the best sports people of all time. And Mundine is so convinced he's better than Bradman. Which is an extraordinary yeah. claim. For anyway, Mundine. we should move on because yeah. it's a silly topic. Mm. Now, I play AFL Nines, MJ, yes, on a play. Wednesday afternoon. Now, this is a Triple M team, isn't it? Yes. It's mainly sales driven. Okay. I think it started, that's where the uh, the inspiration came from. And then mm. other departments have sort of just jumped in. Yep. And so the team is called Triple M. And then we noticed in our upcoming schedule as a team, I believe it's representing SEN. It might be under the umbrella of Croc Media. Croc Media, okay. But I think it's SEN. And anyway, you know, Rudy, uh, regular listeners of the show will know Rudy from, uh, from our podcast. He, yeah. he appears on this show every now and then. Mm. And he told his mate about it and they have a podcast themselves, Damien Barrett and Craig Hutchison. Because mm-hmm. Hutchie plays in this league. Did I mention that before? No. Hutchie plays for the SEN team. So there is a game coming up yes. where you think Triple M will play SEN in AFL 9s. Oh, I know for a fact. Wow. Our, our team is going to play Hutchie. Wow. And I don't want to, you know, this is Hutchie's personal life. I don't well, no. They, I, I won't like, give away the location. <laughs> This is going to be very competitive. It is going to be competitive. It's a very competitive league. It's mixed AFL Because we've nines. got them covered in ratings. But <laughs> double them. Yeah. I, we really should win by double the goals. So they're going to come out dirty <laughs> because, because Triple M just smashed them week in, week out in the ratings. So that, this is their chance to get a win. Exactly. In one way or another. This is their grand final. Mm. And we're undefeated. So we've got a pretty handy team led by our uh, full forward. Oh, Jackson. I'm coming down. I might have to play this game. You might have to watch. Mm. But I might play, I think. Rudy's mate was... Can I play? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm not in charge. You've got to talk to sales. <laughs> you dismiss me pretty quickly there. <laughs> well, Hutchie can play. <laughs> I reckon I'd have Hutchie covered. But there's another person mm. that we might want to get on board in Damien Barrett. And Rudy's mate was alerted to this and he sent in a tweet to their show because they answer fan questions all the time. Mm. And on their recent episode of the Sounding Board have podcast... They addressed this. They addressed it and I've chopped it up for you. Here it is. Do you want to ask the uh, next question, Chad, on Twitter, I hear SEN and Triple M both have teams in the same AFL Nines league. Surely Damo needs to suit up for Triple M when the two teams play each other. Can you make it happen? <laughs> no, not happening. You, you still happen? play, don't you? Has Triple M got a team? I don't know. But if they do, I won't be playing Hutchie. So. Yep, so he completely dismissed it. We won't have Barrett on board. Well, I think he's dismissed it too quickly. Yeah. I, I think, think he, he needs to know the details. He needs to know that... Damo, you're jumping on a winning team here. This is like the anti-Titanic. Well, can we boost it up for when we do play SEN? We should really... Uh, like, can we bring the duck in? I think... Because <laughs> I think there should be some content out if of this. We've got the duck and Nick Rewalt. <laughs> yeah. Joey Montagna. Who have they got? Spud. Bob Murphy. <laughs> yeah. Won't even finish the game. <laughs> well, and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. Because there's no football on. Yes. And all the players are overseas. I think Brody Grundy's climbing Mount Everest. What's he doing? He's been in like Nepal and uh, he's been in some weird locations. He was in Japan, like... I think. Was he in Japan? Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. He's been all over the joint. I follow him too. He's just like like the, the most unusual. Him and Darcy Moore, I noticed yeah. as well, has been in like Lebanon and then 
through like the Middle East and stuff. Because like, uh, unusual locations for footy players. Normally, they just all the players just go to the Potato Head Beach Club in Bali. Yeah, Mrs. Mississippi. You miss, in Bali. Yeah, Mississippi. Yeah, exactly. And then they might go to the US. Yeah, to go to an NFL game. To watch an NFL game. Yeah, they all go to the same. And then one. a couple of nights in Vegas. <laughs> That's and, it. And back home. But Not yeah. so many photos. They're from really there. branching out all the players this yeah, year. Very strange. But because of the lack of content and the lack of footy actually happening, yeah. there's journalists are still working, but there aren't that many stories around. <laughs> they're all on the payroll. <laughs> now the best off-season story of all time, Will, of course, is one that you talk about quite often. Andrew Walker wearing a hat, which from, <laughs> from memory the. The headline was "Hats off to Andrew Walker," which was in fact, and it ran on the Herald Sun online. Yes, and the, it was, and the headline was incorrect because the photo had him wearing a hat, and the story was that because it was sunny and warm in Melbourne, Andrew Walker wore a hat to training. That was the opening paragraph. A baseball cap. It was so hot at training, Andrew Walker wore a hat, and now, then they went on to talk about Carton's new list or something. So I've been keeping a close <laughs> eye out on the footy media just you, to see if what's popping up. And you can't top Andrew Walker wears a hat. You can never top that. <laughs> but the best one I've found is um, from Scotty Gullen's column, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, saying that Gary Ablett um, has won plenty of fans after he bought lunch for a homeless man. <laughs> Good on Gary Ablett for doing that. Uh, not quite sure if it's yeah. newsworthy. The word news gets thrown around. The story goes on to say that after making sure the homeless friend was sorted, Ablett then bought himself a sandwich and then left. Oh. Oh, great. So well, you got a sandwich as well, so... Well, that's your angle. They've buried the lead there. <laughs> that he bought a sandwich for himself as I well. I actually have got a funny Gary Ablett story that's related to that, so... What happened? You've got to keep in mind, this This could be completely fictional. I'm, I'm just saying that off the top. It's okay. probably it's probably not even real. Mm. But um, Where'd a, you hear it from? It was a really good friend of mine in Brisbane yeah. has a friend who works at Metricon Stadium. I'm not sure if he still does, but okay. she did work there. Gold Coast home ground. Yes, <laughs> Yes, thank for you. For those who haven't been up there. For those who don't know their naming rights sponsors. <laughs> um, and one day they had like, they were holding some sort of community homeless event mm. where um, homeless people would come to the ground and there'd be stalls and stuff and people would go around helping them in different areas of their life. And it was just a nice charitable thing to do. Yeah. And then the oh, next day, them. the sons needed the ground back to, to train. So oh, they do, a, they do train. They? They? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently even back then they did. <laughs> Is that the story? <laughs> And it, so this is in the middle of summer, just pre-season. And she was at the ground and she sees a, a man walking up who's quite disheveled and he's got uh, tracky pants on and, and, you know, comfortable shoes and just yeah. sort of looking a bit scruffy. Bit of tomato sauce on the yeah, t-shirt, that we, kind of look. I would, I would imagine. And bit of gravy on the, She the said to him, oh, look, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately the homeless event was yesterday. <laughs> he says, no, I'm here to see my son Gary trained. <laughs> That's got to be true, doesn't it? I reckon we run with it. Oh, it's got to be true. Will and MJ. 105.1 Triple M. Will, earlier in the show, you mentioned a mate of ours, Rudy, who works here at Triple M in the online department. Yes, happy birthday for yesterday, He has Rudy. his own A-League podcast and things like that. He does. It's mm. called uh, Destruction in the Box. That for, is <laughs> for, Off the top of my head. That's exactly what it's called. I think it's the premier mm. A-League podcast. In the country. I don't know how many there are, but I'm sure it's Not the best. many. No, but, it could be. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. There's a lot of people doing what we do. It's a great name, <laughs> if nothing <laughs> <It> else. <is. laughs> um, so it was Rudy's birthday last night. Yes. You and I both uh, attended. Yep. Now I got there a bit later than everybody else. Yeah. And by the time I got there, you were the only surviving member of Triple M that was still there, the was, only person yeah. on you. I was hanging out for you to get there. Because everybody else had left. <laughs> because on Friday, someone in here at Triple M started handing out free Smash Mouth tickets. <laughs> the ones that I was given... 
were found in the recycling bin. Now, that's not an indication of Smash Mouth's pop- popularity. No. It was just a, a complete error of judgment from someone. Someone has thrown out Smash Mouth tickets, which is uh, a cardinal just, sin. The mind can't even comprehend how that would happen. You know, and if, if you don't know who Smash Mouth are, <laughs> All Star. Somebody. Yeah. And they're on the just, Shrek soundtrack. Just watch Shrek and mm. you know who Smash Mouth are. Yeah, so you've ditched the party, Rudy's party. I did not ditch. To- I did... <laughs> I tag teamed to attend Smash Mouth. I went to the party for an hour and then I went to Smash Mouth for an hour. And I said to you, mate, you can't be leaving Rudy's party (laughs) to go to Smash Mouth. And you said, look, there's certain days in Melbourne where you can't (laughs) have a party. Grand final day, the two weekends of the spring racing carnival. Melbourne Cup day. And when Smash Mouth are in town. And Smash Mouth Day. Mm. That's what I said to you. And so Rudy, the idiot. <laughs> well, not only was it the chose same day. To have a party on Smash Mouth Day. The, not only was it the same day, which in mm. itself was a, an error. He's organized his party about 100 meters away from From him. Smash Mouth. He, he didn't know this. <laughs> Once again, you've just got to be better than that. Now, how it's were like, Smash Mouth? Imagine, Can you give us a quick review? Imagine organizing a party just next door to Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when the greatest night in music in Melbourne for the year is happening right next and door. And getting annoyed when people don't come. <laughs> um, and tickets for Smash Mouth were 75 bucks. 75 on the door. I would have gone. Exactly. <laughs> so expensive Stop playing yourself up as some hero <laughs> but they were amazing the room was pumping oh, smash it, mouth were amazing it was, were they it was actually awesome did they start or finish with all star they finished that yeah, was the I, last song i was told they were going to they play all their hits early and yeah it turns out that was false all their hits they they play both of them at the end <laughs> <laughs> this is will and mj on triple m we'll be back at 10 p.m. next sunday night follow us on facebook will and mj on facebook download the podcast will and mj 105.1 triple m